RestoringTheFaith.com. Good morning. It is Thursday already. It is the 30th day of the 11th month of the year of our Lord. Would you believe that tomorrow is first Friday of December? The end is near, ladies and gentlemen. The end of the liturgical year vastly approaches us. This is Mike Perry. I'm the host of Parrot Talk every day here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are always on air, always online, and always happy to be with you. Today I have a very special topic to discuss. You know, I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't know, should I do it? It's been over a full week since all of this news broke, since these videos came onto the internet. And I haven't done this yet. I haven't done it either for the RTF channel, which you can follow, the Restoring the Faith Media YouTube channel, nor have I done it on the Rundown channel, and I haven't done it for you fine people, because I've been waiting for some of the dust to settle. Yes, I'm speaking about Church Militant, and I thought, I, I, I thought to myself, am I going to do this today or not? I know yesterday I told you I would. I'm going to break down Christine Niles' video, but here it's actually newsworthy. This is a this is a unique position that we are in where there is something that is very much top of mind, newsworthy and extremely relevant to Catholic media, Catholic news. And it just so happens that I have the inside track on all of it. So not only is it extremely relevant to me, it's it's been a somewhat of a hellscape that I have lived through for the last two years, but I could actually bring this story to you in a way, hopefully, that is enlightening, interesting, and and what have you, and slightly amusing. I presume that this is going to be amusing. <laughs> um, so here we go. Uh, Christine Niles is out at Church Militant. You already know this. I told you. I was the first person to tell you. I told you she was out before she even announced her ouster. Now, I'm calling it an ouster. She is she's pretending to have resigned. She's pre- she's pretending to have rage quit. You will hear in the video where she says, I sent a scathing letter to the board of the directors and I quit. I gave one day notice. I I sent a letter on the 8th and the 9th and my last day was the 10th. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be fooled. She was allowed to resign. She was allowed to pretend like it was her decision. Don't be deceived by this. She was fired. She was canned just like Michael Voris. Look, Michael Voris resigned. Technically, on paper, he wrote a resignation letter. Voris got canned, ladies and gentlemen. He's got, he got canned. He is out. The board forced him out just like the board forced Christine Niles out. They kicked her off the board and they sent her home packing. Her consolation prize... She gets to pretend that it was her decision. Don't be fooled by anything this pathological liar says. I'm going to break down the video right meow. First of all, I hope that you will continue to support the good souls working at Church Militant because there are many, many, many good souls 
still working at Church Militant. I, as many of you know, left Church Militant on November 10th. That was my last day. I actually submitted my letter of resignation on November 9th. Uh, It was a detailed letter that I submitted to the board of directors and some people in leadership explaining my concerns. She has concerns. I have concerns as well. If you watch the video, she's positioned herself in front of a candle. It's a very nice angle. She obviously has studio lighting on herself. 4K camera, extremely high-end microphone. No brands or books or anything visible in view. Everything out of focus. Everything perfectly pulled focus on her face. Except you can see her laptop brand. And it says Legion. Just noting the coincidence, that's all. With the environment at Church Militant. I'm not going to go into all the details of that letter, but I will simply say that I had been concerned for quite some time about the direction in which the apostolate was heading. Okay, she's been concerned for quite some time about the direction in which the apostolate was heading. Christine Niles has been concerned for quite some time about the direction in which the apostolate has been heading. Which direction is that, Christine? Which direction have you been heading that you're concerned about? This is, a, this is an actual question that she has not answered. Because she's the one filing lawsuits against people. She's the one smearing people. She's the head of special projects. Couldn't handle the news desk. So she got promoted. Typical corporate structure. When somebody is blatantly incompetent and over their head, what do you do with them? Well, you promote them and make them someone else's problem. You guys have seen this. I've seen this. Christine Niles was the blackmailing, extortionist, perjuring queen. She recently went under oath in another case that they brought upon themselves. And she was personally censured by the court. She simulated an attorney-client privilege. She asserted an attorney-client privilege where none exists. In the state of New York, for example, if you pretend to be an attorney and you're not, you have a lifetime ban from entry to the bar. I think there's a reason why this woman doesn't and never has and never will practice law. I think she's given up the idea that she could ever have a law license in good standing in the state in which she lives. She doesn't have those things. She's not a practicing attorney. She's not a lawyer. But in order to destroy evidence, to preserve themselves from having to disclose things in a federal case that they're in right now, she asserted that all the snickering that she and Voris did along with Mark Balistrieri, the disgraced canon lawyer, who's the sleaziest snake there ever was, she disclosed to the court or asserted a privilege that she says, hey, all of our snickering that we do behind the scenes, all of our scheming, all of our communications about hiding and destroying evidence, 
Those are privileged communications because I'm the attorney here. The court said, no, you're not. You're no such thing, and you'll pay a fine for lying about that. That's the state of affairs right now in Niles land. Fake attorney continuing. That it was far afield from the original mission of Church Militant. I came to Church Militant in 2014, so I had been there for almost 10 years, a long time. I poured my heart and my soul into that apostolate. She poured her heart and her soul into the apostolate. She worked so hard. In fact, she worked so hard that her colleague, Christine Harrington, put out a video talking about how hard she worked. So back to Christine Niles. um, Back to Christine Niles' statement about the chapel. Christine had different hours than everybody else in the studio. She usually came in about um, late morning or early afternoon. Sometimes she was there for the Angelus. Sometimes she wasn't. I poured my heart and soul into it after stumbling in drunk. Time. I poured my heart and my soul into that apostolate. From one o'clock onward, I stumbled in drunk after lunch and I poured my heart and soul into it for half a day. <laughs> what is it with people exaggerating their own accomplishments? What is it with people Viewing in their own minds how great they are, how hard they've worked, how much they've achieved. <laughs> I was concerned about the direction of Church Militant. Lady, you're the one taking it in the wrong direction. You're the one who want to sue everybody. You're the one who want to blackmail everybody. Oh, maybe she said, we did not go, we did not go far enough. We did not sue enough people. Chrissy now... Here with church military, I do not. I, I do not like the direction we go because you t- you still talk about to save a soul. I don't want to save a soul. I want to save a save a penny. I want to say I want to sue somebody. I want to be in court all the time. Send me to the court all the time. It was everything to me. I worked very hard, and I will always be grateful. I worked very hard. It was everything to me. To Detroit, I was willing to do that because I thought. She usually came in about um, late morning or early afternoon. Sometimes she was there for the Angelus. Sometimes Sometimes not. But she was always in chapel for evening prayers. Sometimes she would show up before lunchtime and sometimes not. She had her own hours. Worked so hard. For everything that I learned there, the time that I spent there, I'll be grateful for Michael Voris's mentorship. And the things I learned. Um, I'm going to skip that comment. There, I learned so many things, acquired so many new skills. I don't want to know what new skills you acquired from Michael Voris and his mentorship. His hands-on mentorship, Christine. I don't know that I would have said that. I'm just saying, given the... <laughs> given what everybody is assuming that he did... I actually know what he did. I'm not going to disclose it today. I will. Don't worry. You will be the first to hear it. Don't worry. I know all. There are things happening in real time right now. Real time. Literally, as I'm here with you, things are happening and I can't wait to break. I have been designated as the newsbreaker. And I don't think... That that comment that she's going to have hands-on mentorship (laughs) from Boris. I don't know if I would trust that. I think I would maybe take a shower. Which I hope to be able to use 
in the future for good. No, 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 now, there is no make- good. There's no way to use those hands-on mentorship skills that you learned from Michael Voris in the future for good. There's no way that that's possible, Chrissy. I, I learned how to do all the thing, all the nasty thing from Michael Voris. I know how, I learned how to look online and go to the gay chat room. I learned how to, I learned how to t- pleasure myself in the gay chat room and I'm gonna do that online for the good of the other souls. Make very clear that if you are hoping that I'll divulge private details about this breach of the morality clause, um, that's not happening. Don't worry. She won't do it, but I will here on the Crusade Channel because this is live talk radio the way it should be. And we are always on there, always online. And I am especially always happy to be with you this Thursday morning talking about Christine Lee Niles and her I, her shockingly tone deaf, her astonishingly bad resignation video. That's not happening in this video. Uh, I will respect Michael Vorce's privacy. If he wants to address that in more detail, that is his decision. That's his decision. Or maybe it's someone else's. Only the sins of the people that Voris hates are on the table. Only the only the failings, the moral failings of everybody that has ever wronged him are on the table. His personal failings, Niles' personal failings, those are off the table. Those are not open for discussion. I'm not in the business of detraction. <laughs> Sorry. That's not, that's not a contract. Every time I heard, I've heard that line now from her like maybe four times because I've, I've learned three times. I've listened to this video two times in advance of the show. And it's the most stunningly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this woman was a scandal monger. She made her living detracting from people. I'm not in the business of detraction. Wait, as of as of the 10th of November, you're not in the business of detraction? Because you were very much in the business of detraction. It was a business. That was your business plan. Your business strategy was detraction. I'm not in the business of detraction. Uh, as, for, yeah, for the last 20 days, you have not been in the business of detraction. Technically, what you said there is true, but you are dissimulating, you liar. You freaking perjuring extortionist liar. <laughs> not in the business of detraction. I simply wanted to address questions about my leaving. And like I said, there were lots of troubling things over the past year, but especially over the past several months about the direction in which Church Milton was heading and some of the decisions that Voris was making. And quite frankly, his personality change. He is not the man that I came to work for in 2014. Quite frankly, the lack of prayer with the staff. And that is something that I will reveal. That Voris basically had not been praying with the staff for about two years. and that- Voris had not been praying with the staff for about two years. A big expense. And so back to Christine Niles. Um, back to Christine Niles' statement about the chapel. Christine had different hours than everybody else in the studio. She usually came in about um, late morning or early afternoon. Sometimes she was there for the Angelus. Sometimes she wasn't. Christine Niles wasn't praying with the people either. 
You're about to hear Christine talk for five minutes about the importance of regularity in prayer and how you could tell that Voris was going off the bat, off the wagon, falling off the wagon, off the tracks, whatever the, the, the phraseology is. You, you're going to hear her for the next two or three minutes talking about how obvious his fall was because he wasn't showing up to the chapel. This is the same woman who wasn't showing up to the chapel herself. That right there is a massive warning sign. I remember when I first came to Church Militant, he was diligently leading us in morning and evening prayer, leading the daily rosary, going to daily mass. And it was mandatory for all of us to be in morning and evening prayer and praying the rosary. And like I said, he was leading all of that. And I was so very grateful, just as the rest of the staff were grateful. But somewhere along the line over the past... She was so very grateful to be led by a man. She left her husband to pursue Michael Voris. She bolted from her married life, leaving her children to be fatherless so that she could place herself under the spiritual authority of a homosexual. This is the real inside story of Church Militant. This is who Christine Niles is. She is a copy editor fangirl. She obtained Michael Voris's cell phone number via illicit means. She stalked him online for years. She was the top commenter to the point where Voris knew her name before he ever met her. She, as a Notre Dame Law School graduate, incidentally, we have Supreme Court justices that have gone to Notre Dame Law School. She, as a Notre Dame Law School graduate, was subbing in as a copy editor at a local Catholic radio station. Michael Voris called in and she wrote down his phone number because she was working the phones. And then she incessantly started calling and texting and stalking him. That's how she got into church militant. She had, she fell in love with Michael Voris from afar. She fell in love with the idea of Michael Voris, the persona of Michael Voris. She was cult member number one. The high, she, she climbed the ranks to become the number one leader of the Michael Voris cult of personality. Her feelings for him were so strong that she bailed out on her husband And she got a rubber-stamped vindication from the church. You know, these rubber-stamped annulments, 99% of people who ask for an annulment of their marriage will receive one. Even, Even Bergoglio, the man in white in Rome, has said that most of those annulments are actually fake. Most of those marriages are actually valid. Y'all might want to consider that, (laughs) right? She left her husband and took her four children with her across the country to go pour her heart and soul into pursuit of Michael Voris. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman is sick and she doesn't want to take responsibility for her own decisions. She, she wants to blame somebody else for those poor decisions that she has made. She herself. 
I feel badly for her children, her children who have grown up fatherless. I feel badly for any children that are deprived of the benefit of a mother and a father. More when we come back. This segment of the show brought to you by the Merry Manly Christmas giveaway here on the Crusade Channel. Go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary to check that out. And uh, well, here's just a little hint. I think you need to keep listening. That's all I'm going to. I'm just going to leave it at that. I have a strong feeling that you should keep listening to the show. Don't go anywhere. Continuing with the Niles video. When we return. Hey, I just met you. Heard you're a groomer. So here's your millstone. Good luck, loser. It's hard to look right when you're a pervert. So take your millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean Down in the ocean Alongside that titan sub Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean Throw them in the ocean With that titanic sub Welcome back to the show This is Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel This is live talk radio the way it should be Always on air, always online And always happy to be with you on this Thursday morning the last Thursday in November, the last day in November in the year of our Lord 2023. I am your humble host, Mike Parrott, broadcasting from the RTF studio in the heart of America. Happy to be with you, as always. You can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. That's restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. We've been talking today about Hair Niles. Not hair Niles, as in big hair, big 80s hair Niles. No, hair Niles, <laughs> as in Nazi Niles. Why do I call her Nazi Niles? Well, because anybody she doesn't like is a Nazi. That's why. And you may think, why are you still talking about this? It's news, and I have the inside track. And I hope you're finding this, uh, this breakdown of her astonishing, dishonest video to be very... Enlightening, because I am actually legitimately shocked. I am surprised, shocked, flabbergasted, beside myself, almost speechless. If I were speechless, we wouldn't have a show today. Because it's my job to speak <laughs> into this microphone here on this illustrious channel that we have going on here. Incidentally, can I just tell you, on the end of the month... Usually, on the last day of the month, one of you steps forward and keeps the lights on. You know how to do that. And the king dude hasn't asked me to say anything, but I know that at the end of the month, things are a little dicey. So if you can keep us going at the Crusade Channel. Look, listen, Gary the Fairy, Michael Voris... He ran these cruises, these Lenten cruises. Oh, you can eat luxury during Lent, right? <laughs> Penitential time. So get on a cruise boat and let's uh, bask in the sun and have some spiritual talks and then have luxury all-you-can-eat gourmet food. That would net 
more than $150,000 to Church Militant. It was a grift. $150,000 would keep the Crusade Channel going for how long? Years. This is a shoestring budget. We do this because we love it. And nobody loves it more than the King Dude. So if you, if you like what you hear, support the channel. Support the Crusade Channel. Would you do that? All right, we're back on the Niles video. We have just discovered that she does not show up to the chapel to pray with her co-workers. She has a special exemption. Everyone else is required to report at 8 a.m. to the chapel from 8 a.m. to 8.45 a.m., and then they go back to work, and then they go back to the chapel for the Angelus, and then they break for lunch. Christine Niles was exempt from all that. She would stumble in, probably drunk. You know, she keeps a bottle of vodka by her bedside. I'm not making that up. She posted that. By the time she stumbles in midday after lunch, the prayers are said, and yet here you're about to hear her talking about how she knew that Michael Voris was falling off the wagon because he wasn't showing up to the same prayers that she was avoiding. Several years, it just became less and less of a priority to the point where, you know, it got to the point where we just basically never saw him. We never saw me popped in maybe for an hour or two hours to take care of business, shoot the vortex, do various other things. And then he was gone. I don't know how many times Voris has said in many of his talks, the first sign uh, that, that someone is going to fall is you stop praying. How many times has he said that in talks, you know, referring to maybe a public leader, a public Catholic leader, a priest who may have fallen? He said, oh yeah, the first sign was they stopped praying. You have to pray, especially in this business that we're in, especially if you're involved in a Catholic apostolate where you're taking on such powerful people and you're exposing so much corruption, you absolutely must be covered in prayer. Absolutely. It's something I always tell my children. It is your spiritual force field. It's your, it's your spiritual force field. It's like Magneto in the X-Men. Yeah, it, you had to have the spiritual force field. It's like, uh, it's like Harry Potter. You cast a spell over yourself and the Harry Potter series with the demon that come into your house. It's a spiritual force field. This woman should not be anywhere near a microphone. Literally nothing she has said so far is true. She is lying to your face. She was a professional liar. She was a paid liar. And now she's just a hobby liar. When you pray that daily rosary, when you pray any of these prayers, and it's got to be a discipline. It can't just be sort of random prayers that you pray here and there. It's got to be... Sort of like the random times that you came into work. It can't just be random things here or there. I was wrong. So back to Christine Niles. Um, back to Christine Niles' statement about the chapel. Christine had different hours than everybody else in the studio. She usually came in about um, late morning or early afternoon. Sometimes she was there for the Angelus. Sometimes she wasn't. And, but she was always in chapel for evening prayers. But she did have a, a different schedule than the rest of us. You have to have a schedule, she says. 
the woman without a schedule. Be a daily regimen and a discipline. If you don't have that in your life, particularly in this business, this job. In this business, when you are smearing people, when you are attacking people, when you're canceling people, when you're going after fathers of families, when you're doxing people, blackmailing them, hacking them, stalking them, you need to pray. Of saving souls. Saving souls? (laughs) Christine Niles wouldn't wouldn't know how to save a soul if her life depended on it. There's never been a soul saved by Herr Niles. Just a minute now. Hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. You're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny ante building alone, I'll never know. But neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life was why in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me, but he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You you said that they, what'd you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait, wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them, until they're so old and broken down that they... Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Christine Niles wouldn't save a soul if she, uh, if, if a soul showed up on her doorstep. She would kick him while he's down. She would do a vortex about him. She would expose his private sins to the world. I'm not in the business of detraction. (laughs) One of the funniest things that she's ever said in her life. She just doesn't know it. Which involves exposing corruption and going up against very, very powerful and dark forces. Very powerful and dark forces like yours truly. I am so powerful that I took down church militant. (laughs) I think somebody should write a biopic, a hero journey biopic about me. Taking down church militant. I, <laughs> I, I am the powerful and dark force that destroyed her. I am the brick wall that she drove into. I am the I am the last man standing in the ring. Still here with you, still on air, still online. Still married. Still with children, still a normal, happy family life, still running successful businesses and making money. Meanwhile, penniless, parentless, little Niles children have to suffer the consequences of their mother falling in love with a homosexual and then taking the entire organization in a direction towards smears, scandals, and smut. She didn't know about double trouble when she joined. But when she attacked me, she found out about it. She didn't know about concept communications or the fact that Gary Michael Voris already had video equipment for various reasons. Until she came up against me. And then I enlightened her about it. She didn't expect for a little guy like me to hang in the ring for two years 
depleting my family's resources to stand for a principle. The principle being every man has a right to a free and fair trial. Every man has a right to vigorously defend himself in a court of law. Every man has the right to remain silent and, and that silence cannot be impugned to imply guilt. If we don't have those principles in this country, we don't have the rule of law. She, as the fake attorney, should know this. I stood on those principles and won. She's referring to me when she refers to powerful and dark forces. I'm just a guy living in the heart of America that wanted to do something good for a priest, and when they attacked me, I refused to back down. And I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of help. I had a lot of friends. And the first and loudest and most vigorous and most fearless friend that I had was the King Dude himself. He was the first to come to my aid. He was the first to interview me. He was the first to try to help to get the truth out about their vicious attacks on me. Ladies and gentlemen, she tried to put me in jail. She called the district attorney of Providence and filed a federal complaint. She called the district attorney of Michigan, who's no friend of hers. She called the district attorney of Missouri. She filed local criminal complaints. She testified under oath that she personally filed criminal complaints against me. She wanted me investigated for fraud. She wanted me thrown in jail. She wanted my children to be fatherless, just like her children are fatherless. Misery loves company. I'm not in the business of detraction. This woman testified before the Marine Corps that I wasn't gay-friendly enough to wear the uniform. She testified that she started the investigation. She filed formal complaints to the Marine Corps. She didn't like the direction that Church Militant was going. What? Were you? Did you just want to kill people? It wasn't going hard enough for you, Nazi Niles? You wanted to just slash people's tires and slit their throats? You wanted to break into their houses? How about car bombs? I mean, how much further can you go? When you ask the state, the corrupt state, to do your bidding, when you try to destroy people's lives, break up their families, investigate their, their bachelor parties, This woman spent her nights and weekends obsessing over me. Every single detail about me. She knew and she would tweet about it. From my scarf, to my Jeep, to my house, my military records, my work products, my business partners. Every single thing about me this woman knows, knew, found out, used the power of the courts to obtain... And here we have a video in which she says that she leaves Church Militant because 
Michael Voris stopped praying. Do you believe it? Do you find it to be believable? That the woman who set up a phishing attack on my computer, that the woman who sent a subpoena to give Sen Go to try to obtain the names of the donors who were backing Father Jackson, the woman who demanded that Twitter turn over records on other, tw- other people on Twitter, not even me, but she wanted to find their identities so that she could destroy them too. Do you find it believable that she disagreed with the strategic direction of church militant? The only thing she could possibly mean by that is that church militant hadn't yet become a paramilitary terrorist organization. Maybe that's what she's familiar with, guerrilla warfare in Vietnam. We, we were not hiding in the tweeds, sniping our enemies, shooting them in the head. We were not doing that, and that's what we need to do more of. Is that what you wanted? Church militant collaborated with the FBI. Church militant gets a pass for all of their financial fraud because of their closeness to federal law enforcement. They weaponize the organs of government against their perceived enemies. I didn't agree with that direction. You did it. It happened at your hand. I don't even blame Voris for half of that stuff. She's the one who testified that she did it. She's the one who testified that she wanted to weaponize the organs of the federal government against a private citizen with a podcast who did a fundraiser that she disagreed with. A private citizen with a podcast who did a fundraiser for a priest that she disagreed with. She wanted him in jail. She wanted that family broken up. She wanted to place Mrs. RTF under oath and depose her, a nursing, homeschooling mother of many, to humiliate her and ask her the deepest, darkest questions that they asked me uh, in my deposition. She had her hag attorney asking me about who my confessor is, how often I go, where I go. This had nothing to do with Father Jacks, had nothing to do with good stewardship of people's resources, had nothing to do with the Catholic faith or protecting the Catholic faithful. And it had everything to do with scandal mongering, smearing, and trying to destroy your perceived enemies. And this woman comes out with an eight-minute video exhorting you to prayer. It's laughable. It's astonishingly laughable. It's unbelievable. And the only thing I know about it besides that is that the people who are going to fall for it, the people who will believe her crocodile anger, the people who will say that, oh yeah, it's perfectly logical that you resign days before Voris is fired. 
You were the good one. You were always the good one. The people who are going to say that pearls after swine. I have nothing to say to those people because if you are so foolish and so gullible and so believable that you think that this hag was the good guy in this saga, then we have not, there's not, it's almost like, it's like, it's like, uh, how do you evangelize to someone with a learning disability, an extremely low IQ? I mean, at that point you just say, look, you're just so simple. God love you. You're probably, you're probably going to, you probably are incapable of even committing sin. Your, your, your brain is so small. You probably have no free will. Literally, (laughs) like literally I have nothing to say to anyone who would believe this woman's web of lies. And I hope that you will, well, I hope you'll do two things. First of all, I hope you'll join me in saying an Ave for her. Perhaps hitting rock bottom, perhaps being defeated, the great Leviathan of church militant, which I am predicting by next week will be gone, totally finished, gone, no more. Perhaps after having been humiliated, the the fiends at Church Militant will hit rock bottom and this will be for the good of their souls. I said that in my announcement video eight or nine days ago when I broke the news that Voris was out. And I'll say it again. Sometimes hitting rock bottom is good for souls. Oftentimes it is. And maybe this will be good for her. But the second thing I want you to do is don't believe a damn word that that woman says. And I want you to correct her at every pass. On Facebook, on Twitter, wherever she is posting her lies, I want you to call her out. You submitted criminal complaints against a father of seven. Because you didn't like his fundraiser. You did that. You got him kicked out of the Marine Corps. You got him kicked out of his job. You sued him. You conducted motion practice. You humiliated him. You wrote fake articles about him. You lied about him. You defamed him. You stalked him. You blackmailed him. You committed perjury under oath. You hacked his computer. You did those things, Nazi Niles. Don't try to play good cop in this thing. You did those things. Boris has his own issues. He's a faggot. Niles was the mastermind behind the corruption and the brutality and the vindictiveness and the narcissistic detraction. She was very much in the business of detraction. And that's just the truth. All right. Tomorrow, I'm going to have a guest interview, St. Alphonsus, and I'm going to go through Voris's video tomorrow. I hope you stick with me and I do so look forward to being back with you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Paratalk on the Crusade Channel. 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. I will see you tomorrow, Friday morning. Same time, same place. There you go. 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is Paratalk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com.